Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 103 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode It's a Day. Uh, let me do the intro really quick. So, just to remind you guys, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning, 7 a.m. Leave a comment, let me know what you think of the podcast there, uh, or, um, you know, just let me know how I can improve, or you can ask a question right in the comment section. Or you can go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, leave me likes, stars, uh, comments. Again, let me know how I can improve. I'm also on the Google Play Store. So if you have an Android device, you can subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how rating works there, but basically just do what you would normally do there. Rate, subscribe, like that kind of stuff to the podcast. You can also drop me an email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, just, again, you can have me read something over the podcast if you want or just leave me a suggestion on how to fix the show or make it better. Um, and, yeah, oh, and I'm on Twitter at JustLittleJo. So, yeah, I'm calling this episode Just a Day, or It's a Day, because uh, it's Mother's Day today. We're recording, and I wanted to be ahead in the recording, but I've had a busy week at work. And um, on brighter news, I've finished a massive leg of the D&D campaign I was planning with the players. We had a few setbacks for the finale, but it is over. It seems like generally people were happy with it. Uh, now another player in the group will DM something for a period of time. Uh, and basically I get to actually role play and play as a character, which is something I haven't done in a long time, uh, for an extended period of time. I've done like drop in, drop out stuff, but, um, you know, I really get to embody a character and stuff. That'll be really fun. So that's on the pleasant side. The, the bad news is that this uh, is going to be a really rough, uh, podcast for some people. Um, it is Mother's Day today when we're recording this. Uh, you know, I've been pretty honest before my wife and I, uh, have lost, uh, she's had two miscarriages. Uh, and our son died in the hospital, and so we're going to talk about it today, but uh, before she comes on the podcast, I want to give you some stats. Um, I said, you know, before that I was going to do this episode, and it was going to be kind of rough, and I remember when I walked through my timeline of how the episodes were going to break down, that I was going to break everything down and do them as separate episodes, but I thought maybe that would be a little bit too heavy, uh, and maybe going over the same information. So to educate people in general and myself, because some of this stuff was new information to me, even being in a hospital with my wife that had just had a miscarriage and having doctors talk about it, um, you know, you don't absorb a lot of the information, you're in shock. Uh, also, my wife and I have been through about two years of therapy now together as a couple. So, you know, that gives us context to look at things differently than we did when it happened. Um, I don't know if the shock has worn off still. Um, but yeah, for some people, you know, Mother's Day and especially Father's Day, which I'll probably talk about then, um, is not the greatest day for people. And it's hard for a lot of people because, uh, you know, th things like this happen. So people don't want to be reminded like it's Mother's Day. Uh, my wife's actually going over to see her parents. Both of them are vaccinated. My wife's fully vaccinated. Uh, she's going to go drop off some gifts and talk to them for a bit. Um, I... I'm not going to do that. But what's going to happen is so the beginning part of this podcast, I'm just going to reuse some info, and then my wife will join me for the second part, and uh, we will uh, you know, talk about what it was like to uh, go through miscarriages and things like that. And so I got this information from the March of Dimes uh, website. If you don't know what the March of Dimes is, I've heard it before, but I actually 
uh, looked it up and researched it for the podcast. Um, it was, uh, this is from the Wikipedia page, uh, but basically it was, uh, I'm not going to read from it line for line, but uh, the March of Dimes was started in 1938, which I didn't know, uh, by Franklin D. Roosevelt. Uh, but originally it was called the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis. So basically at that time they were dealing with polio. Uh, basically after the, it was called March of Dimes after it was coined by Eddie Cantor, he funded Jonathan Salix polio vaccine. Um, and then what happened, um, they expanded, the organization expanded to, uh, you know, help the prevention of birth defects and infant mortality. Uh, so basically it just became called the March of Dimes. And so they've done a lot of stuff with like women's health and, uh, infant health. So, um, you know, people can have successful pregnancies and have happy, healthy children. So I'm reading from the March of Dimes website now, uh, there's key points to miscarriages. This is directly from their website. If you just type in March Dimes miscarriage, this information will come up. So if you want to read long, you can, if not, uh, and again, this isn't to uh, make anybody upset or whatever, but I think, uh, you know, people don't talk about this. So I want to talk about it, uh, especially being a father or, you know, a husband of somebody that experienced miscarriages. I think it's important to, you know, research this kind of stuff to, uh, you know, educate yourself and then be aware if this happens in your life, how to maybe handle the topic a little bit different with your wife. I did not handle it well because I didn't know this information. Anyway. Um, this is like their key points of miscarriage. A miscarriage is when a baby dies in the womb before 20 weeks of pregnancy. Some women have miscarriages before they know they're pregnant. Uh, Carla actually knew she was pregnant uh, when she had the miscarriages. Um, they still don't know the major cause of miscarriages, but they believe it could be the chromosome, uh, in genes of the baby. We heard that a few times. Um, and it does take weeks for the body to recover from a miscarriage. It may take longer to recover emotionally. That last sentence is uh, weird. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, and they say, you know, talk to your mental health provider before you try to get pregnant again. Uh, and here's where they get into stats. Uh, for women who know they're pregnant, about 10 to 15 in 100 pregnancies end in miscarriage, so about 10 to 15%. Most miscarriages happen in the first trimester before the 12th week of pregnancy. Uh, my wife had one late, uh, I think the 20th week. Anyway, miscarriage in the second trimester uh, between 13 and 19 weeks uh, happens in 1 to 5 in 100, so 1 to 5% of pregnancies. Um, as, many of, as many as half of all pregnancies may end in miscarriage. Uh, we don't know the exact number. Uh, again, because, uh, women could have a miscarriage before they know they're pregnant. Uh, it says here, most women go on to have a healthy pregnancy later. You can also have repeat miscarriages. Uh, they call them repeat miscarriages of pregnancy loss. If you have two or more miscarriages in a row, about one in a hundred women, uh, 1% of women have re repeat miscarriages. Uh, most women who have repeat miscarriages, 50 to 75 and 100 or 75% have unknown causes. So that's what we heard over and over again. We went to the doctors. They said, we don't know why this is happening. It's just something that happens, and it continues to happen to this day. Um, we don't really know why. Um, and most women uh, that have repeat miscarriages with an unknown cause, 65 and 100 or 65%, go on to have successful pregnancies. So, yeah. Um, there's tons of things what causes 
miscarriages and repeat miscarriages. It could be problems with your chromosomes. I'm not going to read all these, but it could be chromosomal problem, which the uh, doctor talked about uh, could have happened with us. You have a blighted ovum, which is something that I uh, had to look up. It's basically um, when the embryo implants in the uterus but doesn't develop as a baby. Baby, um, uh, You can have intra intra terrene fetal demise, uh, which just means the, the, the fetus stops developing. I think that means, you know, doctors will say sometimes there's no heartbeat. Um, you can also have a molar pregnancy uh, is when the tissue in the uterus forms into a tumor at the beginning of preg pregnancy. And then you have translocation, uh, which is when a chromosome moves to another chromosome. It could cause a small number of repeat miscarriages. There's problems with the cervix. Uh, uh, you could have a septate cervix. Uh, you could have an Asherman syndrome, which basically has to do with scar tissue. Uh, you can have growths in the uterus. Uh, fibroids is what they call it. And what my wife and I experienced was cervical insufficiency. So her cervix would dilate early on. Uh, and then that basically... Uh, she didn't have pain or contractions. Well, one of them, she had pains and contractions, and then the other one, she did not. Um, some infections, like STIs, can cause, uh, like syphilis and things like that can cause miscarriages. Uh, and then they, you know, tell how you are at risk for miscarriages. So it could be you're 35 or older, which is kind of ridiculous. I don't like that. Smoking or drinking, obviously. Uh, if you have an autoimmune disorder, like lupus, blood clots, uh, obesity, if you have hormone problems, uh, pre-existing diabetes, thyroid problems, uh, symptoms of a miscarriage, bleeding, severe belly pain, things like that. Um, and this is something, so the treatment for miscarriages is dilation and curatage, also called the DNC. They remove uh, tissue from your uterus. Uh, my wife did have that. It's painful to watch, and my wife said it was incredibly painful, even though they give you medication. It's long, and um, yeah, I don't really want to get into that part of it. It's, it's just a DNC is not fun, and that's basically when they surgically remove any tissue left over uh, from the uterus or from the fetus in your uterus, and they have to do like a like in room procedure where they. I mean, they use like a vacuum. And I asked the doctor, I said, uh, I guess vacuum is, is reductive, uh, but they, they have to remove the tissue. And the, um, I asked the doctor, you know, is this something like you would go through when you had an abortion? And they said, it's similar. Uh, so, yeah, uh, real fun stuff, you know. Um, they induce bleeding, which is terrible. And, uh, you know, you have to sit there and wait for the medication to start. So you have to wait to start bleeding, which is just a weird, weird thing for someone to tell a doctor. Um, how long does it take to recover from miscarriage? It could take anywhere from one to two months. Uh, and they said most women get their periods back within four to six weeks after the miscarriage. Uh, and then they go on a long thing about grief. The March of Dimes actually has a thing here to... Um, like, if you want to share your story, you can here. Uh, also, um, you can also click on different links if you want to talk about your feelings of grief or death. Um, yeah, and then there's a whole information pamphlet down here. Like, sh if you want to share your story, they can send you a free booklet. 
uh, about, um, you know, from her to healing. Um, if you want to research this or know, maybe get a, um, cause they do have links for, uh, health professionals and stuff like that. Uh, you know, maybe some, it looks like there's some therapists here. Um, go there and, um, go there and, you know, to get help, you know, cause I always talk about therapy and stuff in this. So, um, yeah, do that. And I think that is pretty much all for the intro. Uh, again, it's a little bleak and it's Mother's Day. And I asked my wife like three times if she wanted to do this and talk about it. And she said yes. So she will be on the podcast uh, after this break. And we'll talk about, you know, our kids. Because we're thinking about them today because it's Mother's Day. So um, I'll be right back. <laughs> we are back hello my wife is here hello we are back well he's back we're both back we're both here so happy mother's day babe thank you so yeah i already did the intro i talked about the actual information from the march times about Mm -hmm. miscarriages Mm -hmm. but yeah so yeah i mean what was the the first miscarriage you had it was Right after we went on a trip for your birthday to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So it was it was literally probably three four days after we got home. Yeah, it was like so the May like the first of May or something like that because we do we were yeah. we, your birthday's right at the end I think of it April. Was May second or something. Yeah, the May second or third. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and uh, it was really mm-hmm. it was really early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had to go to the hospitals like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very long process yeah they a lot did. of things involved was the 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 first one is when is the first one they did the dnc yes yeah yeah and they yeah. you had to go through the they did a sonogram and they were like yeah they we we got to do the dnc to clear your mm-hmm. uterus out and stuff and so yeah luckily what was really great was uh your family was there mm-hmm. your sister yeah. your brother-in-law there. Yeah. yeah your youngest sister your middle sister mm-hmm. yeah which is really it's nice that was nice there. to have them around right. as well. You were, uh, strangely enough, being on drugs will, through something as horrible as that will make you feel really good, though, because you were, like, winking at me and everything, even through how they, terrible... They put me on a lot of drugs. Totally makes sense. Um, I will say. So it was very... I was very calm. It's for some reason, when that stuff happens, like, I, I shut down the anxious part of my brain, right. which is really weird. Mm, I mean... Maybe. Maybe it's not that know. weird. Maybe it's something your body had to do to be like, we got to get through this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. So, like, um, yeah. Oh, what I what I was kind of blown away that first time was all the nurses coming up to you saying, oh, you know, this happened to my aunt. Uh-huh. It, this it happened happens. to my sister. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I read the stats, but, um, you know, like you, you said before we started recording, you're like, I don't know why people don't talk about it more. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that is just you, you know, like you've said in therapy and stuff before that, like you know, it's just kind of a shameful thing. Of... Well, it, it's it's not. I don't know if it's shame really, as far as a failure, because mm. that's part of your makeup as a woman mm-hmm. as well. So when you feel you feel like you fail your your body fails you, and you feel like you fail you fail your family, that mm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or your 
your child that you wanted to have, you feel like you failed your child because yeah. your body wouldn't let you. Right. right. You know, that's sort of Yeah, and, and through therapy, like I've been honest about therapy with you and everything. I mean, I, I don't blame you in any way. It's just something that is out of our control. So, but I, I do understand also that the process of saying, hey, I don't blame you. That doesn't mean you can't blame yourself and, you know, and that you're going to believe me, even though I'm being sincere when I say well, that I, I love you. Well, I know you're being sincere, but the way, you know, the way maybe my mind feels about my own body is different. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. And I believe you. Yeah. Like, like I said, you probably don't believe me, but I, you know, I don't blame you and I don't think it's. But myself, mm. that's another part. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's uh, bad. And I remember that day you had to go home to your folks and, uh, yeah, that was bad. Just there, not that your folks are terrible, but the idea of like, well, like, you know, I don't remember what we did the rest of the day. Like we tried to watch a movie or something maybe. I think we just watched uh, a movie or something. But it's like everything's kind of a blur, was, you know, yeah. it wasn't, I don't remember what anybody said. I remember what the doctor said, but I don't remember what anybody in the room said. I don't remember any of that. I don't. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we thought, well, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. We need to move on with our lives. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, then then uh, you said you were pregnant again, mm-hmm. you know, several months later. And I was excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the first one or the second one you gave me? You gave me the pregnancy test. That was you, the first one. Yeah, you and cleaned it. And you thought it. it was a kazoo. Yeah, I was like, because she wrapped it in an envelope and handed it to me. It was like a surprise. I thought it, I thought it was clever, but he was like, what is this? Why do I need and a USB so... flash stick? And then she was like, don't worry, I cleaned it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, the second one, though, was worse because as our therapist explained to us, after uh, Adam, it was right after January, right? Mm-hmm. That you had that when, when he was in the hospital... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he died on the third. Uh, yeah, it was something where you were pregnant. We were over the moon, and then what was he? Twenty weeks. Twenty two. He was weeks. almost towards the uh, uh, part of where his lungs lungs were formed, which burns me even more. Right. So he we went to the the doctor. You started having contractions, mm-hmm. uh, which is bad. And the doctor told us, "Listen, we can't stop labor. We can just slow it down." Mm-hmm. And uh, then other doctors came in and everything, and we had a neonatal doctor come in and say, listen, your son doesn't have lungs. Mm -hmm. They're not developed. Uh, We'll do whatever you want. We will get, uh, we will airlift him wherever. We'll put him in an incubator. We'll get oxygen into him. Uh, But to be honest, he will have lungs, but it's not going to be, basically a good quality of life as she said you know like it's those things are need to develop more mm-hmm. and so she goes we'll do what we want we'll make you know every medical thing available to you and carl and i just decided well why don't we just instead of making uh you know his life hard mm-hmm. we just spend the time that we can with him now so we had about what 15 minutes i think 15 minutes to a half an hour. Right. And mm-hmm. he, yeah, he passed. We have some photos yeah. of him still that we look at once in a while. Well, I do. I think it's harder for you. Yeah, I mean, I will. I mean, he looked like me. He was a boy. Uh, and he looked like the spitting image of his father. So there's never going to be a thing like my father said, which you're not my son. 
Uh, I never say that to him because I'm like, well, obviously he looks just like me. <laughs> so I can't say that he's not my son. But um, yeah, it, it was rough, you know, and we've talked about that in therapy too. Like, could we have mm-hmm. done more? Should we have done more? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You always, I, I still think that we made the best decision at the time that we could. Uh, but, you know, you see a lot of those dumb Facebook stories, which I think are fake. Yeah, where but they're it, like, hey, we had something like this happen, oh, and they then were, we made it through. Yeah, it was 20 weeks, and our kid made it through, and what a crazy coincidence, everybody. Uh, I had to stop looking at that stuff when it came up. Yeah, and it, I, to me, it seems disingenuous that someone is lying mm-hmm. or not right. And again, we've gone through, through therapy. It's like, well, what would have been the outcome, you know? Like, our kid would have been, um, you know, wouldn't have had lungs and... Would have been in the hospital for who knows how yeah, long. Yeah, how many years, and then would they have died later? I mean, that you know, the prenatal person was pragmatic, but, you know, like, hey, this isn't a good outcome. You know, mm-hmm. even if we do all this stuff to this, you know, your kid, it's it's not going to work out. So, I mean, even to this day, we think about it and talk about it a lot about, you know, did, did we do the right thing or whatever. But, I mean, we got to spend time with him, I guess. That was, that was nice. I got to feel him in my belly. Yeah, he kicked a little bit. He did. He and did. He, the, he the nurse looked, said he was a mover. Yeah, he he did move a lot. Mm-hmm. We did one ultrasound with him, and he was like spread eagle, which was weird. <laughs> we were like, "What yeah. are you showing off? What's going on?" Yeah, buddy? I think so. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so that was bad, and I think that was the point that you decided to go to therapy. I think. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but then again, we want to try again, and you told me you're pregnant again, and I was over the moon. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we waited a very long time to tell anybody because of what had happened. We didn't want to get people's hopes up because. Even if you wait, you have to go through that whole thing where you go back to Facebook or whatever and tell people like, "Hey, sorry, we lost the baby." Yeah, I don't. Even I don't even tell. I after the first, I didn't tell people. Anything. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things. You're like, Oof, I don't know. You if like we should. learn your lesson the first yeah. time. And I remember the third one was around April Fool's Day because I remember it was the weekend before April Fools, mm-hmm. and it was like, ha ha. Because at first you were like had some abdominal pain, but it wasn't labor, so mm-hmm. we went there. So immediately went to the hospital and everything, and then the doctor was really nice, and she plainly said, "Listen, you've had these, you know, you've had one infant death and you've had one miscarriage. If this starts to go south, we will abort the baby mm-hmm. because we don't want you to die." So, I mean, however you're listening to this and whatever your religious preference is, it's like. Uh, okay, so you get to pick now one life or two lives. Like, what's worth it, you know? And so I think all those people out there that are religious that talk about how evil abortion is and things like that, and I get it. Some of it I get, you know. Um, life is precious, especially now that we've gone through. Life is precious, but um, I think that... Uh, I think that you have to... You know, there, there, there's real things that go on, you know, like what, you know, like, is it an abortion if a doctor comes to you and says, there's no heartbeat or your baby has absolutely no brain activity. You know, we did some tests or uh, your baby has a, uh, not even a, like a handicap, but it's like they have a genetic flaw, which, you know, 90% of people don't survive, mm-hmm. you know, or 95. Like, what do you do? You know? mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Mother's Day isn't the best day. No, it's kind of somber. 
And I really hate, you know, you know, you hear these people that have miscarriages, which is terrible. And then you hear about them having a child right after. And you're mm. like, mm. oh, okay. You know, and you get kind of, kind of jaded by that. You're like, oh, that must, uh, you know, you, you sort of got a happier outcome as opposed to somebody who physically cannot. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the crappy part. Yeah. It's like people rub it in. Um, and, uh. I know there's a lot of procedures like, um, like, um, you know, um, well, I, I did actually have the stitch with the second oh, child, cir- but it did not, yeah, they, it was they, not successful. They call it a cerclage where they, they stitch the cervix closed like a football mm-hmm. so the baby won't get out. And my joke was when that happened with the third kid, as I said, he already screwed up and he's grounded because we found out it was a boy and I was like, he'd screwed up big time and he can't leave his room. Until nine months mm-hmm. comes, and uh, it, that still didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the high pregnancy doctor was kind of blown away. She said, "You know, it's a cervical insufficiency. The tissue's weak. Uh, when you put any weight on it, like the stitches fall out, all that kind of stuff." So, uh, yeah, uh, we are looking into adoption. But again, I've said before, I called some people during the pandemic, and nobody answered. And the thing is, it's not that. I got a call back later. There was nothing, nothing which kind of blew all. me away. Yeah. Um, and I still think it's an option. And uh, our therapist said, you know, if if you do this, uh, make sure to tell the people that you aren't picky on uh, race or age because there's a lot of kids out there that are looking for homes and they don't care. They just want to be in a good home. It doesn't matter if you're white or black or Asian or whatever. Um, they just want kids to have good homes. So I think I think I'm gonna do that maybe later today. Is look into that more because again we didn't hear from those people, so it's really weird. Because I, you know, even if it's a pandemic, you think they'd at least say, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, we're not doing home visits because the pandemic. You know, we're trying to keep the kids safe. We're trying to keep ourselves safe. Uh, but here's some info, and you know, when everybody gets vaccinated, we'll put you on the list. And uh, I mean that that, that would be because um, at least then you'd yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know. So that'd be the nice thing to do. Yeah, the the heads up mm-hmm. that like, hey, this isn't really, you know, where where is everybody? That's what I want to know. So, mm-hmm. um, but I've said on the podcast before, I think therapy really helped. I think it, it's know, a big help. Yeah, because it's a sounding board. Uh, you know, it's a sounding board of um, you are what you're experiencing is not strange. It's not uh, out of the blue. Um, or, hey, that's kind of a toxic way to look at this or the wrong mm-hmm. way to look at this. And you think that everything is fine because there's no one around you that knows that is saying, that's not right. Don't say that. Because mm-hmm. you just think, I can say that. No. And so, um, in fact, uh, I'll get more of the info next week. But there is a um, organization trying to pay for therapy sessions for people. So you donate to them, and then they give free therapy sessions to people in need. Uh, so I'll get that info. I'll probably drop it actually at the end of this episode. So I'll do a little break, and then I'll come back because I actually wanted to promote it. I thought it was a cool idea. You can buy a shirt, and the shirt is expensive, but obviously it covers the cost mm-hmm. of the whatever. Or you can just donate to That's the nice. organization mm-hmm. because, again, I think therapy is important. I think very important. people need to. Just for any reason. Yeah, not just, you know, grief, but like Mm -hmm. anxiety Mm -hmm. or anger. You know, if you have anger issues, if you're depressed, if you're suicidal, if you're schizophrenic, like 
again, it's someone that has been trained to deal with those kind of feelings uh, that won't judge you and will say, listen, don't say this. Here's the proper way to say this. Because that was the one thing when I went into therapy where I said, I just want to know how to talk to my wife again because I didn't, I mean, I said some bad things, nothing like too terrible, but it was more like, I, I just don't know how to communicate what I'm feeling. And the therapist goes, all right, we can work on that, you know? And that's a good place to start. And mm-hmm. I think it helped us. Yeah, it did a lot. So, yeah, it helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, bittersweet-wise, uh, I guess happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day, baby, because you're still a mom. Thank you. So I love you very much. Love you. Uh, and what was a weird fact you heard about the kids or whatever? When you were... Oh, so each part of their DNA stays with the mom. Oh, so, so that was kind of nice. Literally, the kids were still a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah. all kids. Um, we talked about it. We would have three kids running around right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we would have had a kid if we would have continued. Because I think, as my mother said, I was quite the handful. Uh, so, same here. Yeah, but, same here. but then your mom decided to do it two other times and have two more daughters. So Well, the second, the second your one mom was, was kind of being more, uh, you know, more calm. Right, right, right. So she thought, well, that's not too bad. And then the third one, let's not even get into the third one. That was just crazy <laughs> nuts. Uh, no, I always, I always give her a younger sister. Like, She'll the worst never listen time. to this. I give her like the worst, I give her the worst amount of crap because I never have siblings and it's like, what's up, sis? Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, happy Mother's Day to people happy out there. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Have a good uh, weekend. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. And right after this, I will drop the info for the organization that is doing uh, the paying for therapy because I think it's important and I was really thinking about it today and I'm probably going to go in there and donate uh, at least one therapy session. Like I said, it's 40 bucks, but I'll drop that right at the end of the episode. But let me do the outro. So just to remind you guys, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, let me know what you think of the show, leave a comment, uh, or you can go to iTunes, subscribe there, leave me the stars, the likes, the shares, you know, let people know what you think of the show. I'm also on the Google Play Store, same thing there. Again, I'm not in the uh, Google ecosystem, so give me the likes that you would there. Subscribe to the show, let me know what you think. You can also drop me an email at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, go there. Uh, if you have a question, I'll read it on the air. If you just want to say what's up, say what's up. Uh, if you have something sensitive and you want me to read it, but don't want me to read it over the air, let me know about that too. And, uh, I'm on Twitter at just little Joe. So go there. Uh, I'll try to get better about, uh, promoting the episodes there, but, um, yeah. Anything else to add? Uh, no, just, uh, enjoy your mother's day, regardless of what type of, you know, what kind of mom, dog mom, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a situation like we are, then, you know, have a good mother's day. Try to, you know what? Go to the spa. Or go go to a movie or something. You know, I know there's a pandemic, but there's there's limited outdoor dining. Go somewhere and splurge. Yeah, treat yourself. Get that bottle of wine, girl. If, <laughs> if it's 10 a.m., if you have a ride home and you can be responsible, have that glass of wine at 10 a.m. And then, or maybe you're just sitting there going, you know what? I'm gonna add some Irish cream to this coffee. There you, you go. Do you do it. Do it. And just enjoy the day. Enjoy the uh, day. You know, screw the haters, as That's the people right. say. Um, anyway. Uh, With that, guys, I will talk to you later next week. Bye. All right, I'm back. So just to remind you guys, or at least keep you in the know, uh, the organization is called URRAD.org. It's Y-O-U-A-R-E-R-A-D dot O-R-G. 
you can um, basically sign up and try to find they provide free mental help. You can mental health uh, help therapy for people. Uh, you can contact them. You can also support them. Uh, I think the month of May is, uh, you know, breaking, you know, the stigma of mental health. So they're um, getting on there trying to um, make sure, you know, the people can get free therapy. So go there. It's URAD.org. Uh, it's spelled exactly as it sounds, but go there. Just type in URAD2 into Google if you can't find it, and it's there. So I think that with that again, guys, uh, you know, have a good week and talk to you later. Thank you.